Hello and welcome to the 1 160 of a second photography podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about bridge cameras. And the reason I'm going to talk about bridge cameras is because I bought a bridge camera. I bought a second-hand Panasonic FZ82. And I'm going to talk about why I bought it, what I think about it, and have I changed my opinion on bridge cameras. So as you know, I'm really not going out. I'm not doing photography. But is anyone... Are we doing anything as photographers? Probably not. England is still in a lockdown and England is where I live. So not really doing anything, not doing fashion shoots or anything. And occasionally I'll just have a look on eBay and see what's about. And I saw a bridge camera and I thought, oh, that's a good price. And if I had a bridge camera, well, I could do some wildlife photography. The reason I can't do wildlife photography at the moment is I, I never have lenses that are long enough, even with my 200mm lens. One, it's massive, and I'd be walking around like DSLR Dad, which I talked about in one of my previous episodes. And two, you sort of, you're already zoomed in with the 200mm prime. One, I don't think it's, it's enough zoom, but you're already zoomed in anyway. So I just think it makes it difficult. And... Really, what I can do within lockdown is I can go for a walk or I can look at my window and if I see a squirrel, which I see quite a lot, or a bird, I can take a picture of it. Now, it doesn't quite work if I've got a massive 200mm lens and I've got it attached to a DSLR. certainly doesn't work for picking something up and just going out the door and going on a walk and taking a camera in case you see something. really doesn't work for that. And it doesn't work for just leaving the camera by the window in case I see a squirrel. So I thought, yeah, I'll get a bridge camera. And it, it really wasn't very much. I was buying it secondhand on eBay. So I bought it. It arrived. And it was lovely and light and portable. It had a lens cap on that has a little attachment. So I take the lens cap off, just let it go in my hands, and it will still stay attached to the camera, which is really useful for the sort of pick up and, and shoot style thing. And I have been taking it out on walks with me and I've been able to get really good images of, of, of animals that are really far away. Now, you don't want it to zoom too much. And the more you zoom, the worse the quality is. And there's a reason for that. So the app, it's got quite a small sensor. It doesn't have a full frame sensor or anything, but none of these bridge cameras do. They're not proper tools for serious wildlife photographers, but they're really good for people who run a lot of reach in a portable format. And image quality the best image quality is not really the key factor. If I wanted the best, the best, the best image quality, yes, I'd use my DSLR. Yes, I'd use a specific specialist wildlife lens, a special zoom, a prime, etc. But it goes from 3.5 to 5.6 on a fairly small sensor. The ISO performance isn't brilliant. So I'm finding that if I go to maximum, the image quality is not as good as if it's at a lower zoom. But also, the more you zoom in, the more difficult it is to get that shot because you need a really high shutter speed. Because It has image stabilization built in and the image stabilization is good. It's, it's very good image stabilization. But when when going to sort of past 300 millimeters, you will always need a tripod or a monopod or something because the level of shake you'll get just means it's going to be quite difficult and focusing on things is going to be quite difficult. 
But the other thing about super zooms and really long lenses is you're going to have disturbances in the air. So if it's a, let's say, let's say it's a hot day, you're going to have pockets of air rising and that's going to make things look hazy. So the more you zoom, the more you're going to encounter that or the more haze and sort of atmospheric conditions you're going through. So you'll never get a really good picture really zoomed in because it you'll just have so many things that get in the way, haze, pollution, air, everything's going to get in the way. So I almost feel like, well, I don't need the best image camera or the camera that can get the best image and has the best lens because if I'm zooming in that far anyway I'm always going to get a compromised image because of atmospheric conditions and because of conditions that are out of my control and out of the camera's control. So I've been able to walk around, take it with me, take it out, take the lens cap off, let go of it, turn it on and zoom in from wide which means because I'm zooming in from wide and not, I'm not starting telephoto zoomed in. I can pick something out, I can zoom in, I can focus it, focus on it, and, and I can take a good picture. And yeah, I'm not gonna get the best picture, but if I'd just taken my smartphone or if I'd taken a, a ZV-1, I would never have got it anyway because I don't have the zoom length. If I'd gone close to it to get a decent picture, the bird or the animal would have run away because I've scared it off. So they are good for what they do. But if you're thinking I'm going on safari, I'll get a super zoom. Well, it's not going to be very good because, like I say, you're going to have those atmospheric problems where you've got hot air rising, you've got things getting in the way. You're never going to get that super clear picture of a rhino, you know, many, 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 many meters away. But I have been happy with it. It, it is good. It, it also it also comes with 4K recording. I can do a bit of bracketing. I can do some macro with it. it it's aimed really as an all round camera with a good, very good zoom range on. It feels a bit like a camcorder in, in the way it handles. But I think before I was a snob, I thought I'd never get a bridge camera never get a bridge camera but I think they do serve their purpose and if you are not a snob or you can change being a snob then they are a great deal of fun this camera shoots in RAW and it shoots in JPEG and of course it does both so I can slightly improve the image in in RAW I can do some editing on it and mainly I found I'm going for silhouettes rather than detail anyway so the fact it's got a lot of noise in isn't the end of the world because I can still get the picture I want. But I'm going to be doing more about the bridge camera and more about my sort of travels in later episodes and more about, I say more about my travels, more about what I've done with this bridge camera, how I've got on with it, so on and so forth. I've been out a couple of times with it and sadly I don't feel I'm in a position where I can give a really in-depth review and give you a mark at the end. And of course, the top bridge camera, I think, is the RX10 by Sony. But we're looking at over £1,000 for that for the Mark IV, which at that price, yeah, it's a serious bridge camera, but it feels just too expensive. My very cheap one from eBay feels exactly what I need for me at this moment of time. But do let me know what you think about bridge cameras. Are they any good? Do you have one or would you steer clear of them? Thank you. Goodbye.